everyone, welcome back to the Shine a Light on series. Today we'll be shining a light on the art of balance with Laura Jang. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you so much, and I'm excited to be here. Yes. To start, do you mind just introducing yourself? Yes, of course. My name is Laura, obviously. I am a senior at Oregon State University. I'm majoring in computer science with a prospective minor in math that I don't think will work out because of scheduling issues, um, but it was there at one point. And I will be an incoming product manager at Microsoft in the cloud and AI organization. I am involved in a lot of diversity and inclusion efforts at Oregon State, my main one being the Grace Hopper Scholarship Conference fundraising. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I'm very happy you're here today. You sound like a go-getter. You sound like a very busy person, likes to spread themselves thin. And I think that's the perfect person to chat about balance with. So I love chatting about balance. I like to compare it to hiccups because, you know, when you hiccup someone out of nowhere is just like this is how you cure it this is how it's done <laughs> so everyone has their own take i think on balance and what work-life balance means and i don't think one solution works for everyone so to start at a very high level what does balance in life even mean to you and especially as a student yeah that's a great question and i think it's pretty difficult to answer especially to provide a one solution fits all kind of answer for me in terms of balance it kind of means enjoying well i guess most importantly enjoying what you're doing right but also making sure that you have time to enjoy different parts of life and also that you're spreading yourself out enough that it's not just all one thing or all the other thing. So generally, I like to think life as, you know, there's work, there's school, and then there's your personal life and free time, which you can break down even more. But generally, those are the high level areas of balance for me that I consider right now. And for me as a student, obviously, school is supposed to be my highest priority and everything related to school should be first. But I don't know, there's a lot of cool opportunities that are developing out there right now for students. And a lot of the times, you know, this goes back to the central idea of balance, but there's a lot of other things out there besides just academics and school and focus. And I think that it can be harmful as a student to think, oh, like I just have to focus on school and that's my only priority. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those high level categories of work, school, play. I'm sure you've heard this too, that when work doesn't feel like work, you've really made it. How do you think that sort of idea relates to balance? I think it's very unattainable for a lot of people is one thing. I think my approach to it is like work is usually means to an end and that's totally okay. And that's kind of the approach that I take of, you know, I'm sure that I'll have a great and successful job waiting for me at Microsoft and that I'll have a great team and manager and all that. But in the end of it all, I think work is always just a means to an end. And that's how I'll sustain my other part of my life, which is my personal life and the stuff that I enjoy and, you know, retail therapy and all that stuff that I can feel through work. And that's not to say that work can't be fun. I think like you should think of it as fun. But I also have been reading a little bit about like what it means for work rhetoric to like be a family and for all your coworkers to be a family and how dangerous that can get. Because at the end of the day, for so many of us, work is just work. And it's hard to say like work can be part of this other circle of your life, I guess. It doesn't have to be your life entirely. Right. And that can be super difficult for a lot of people I know especially who may not be as fortunate or, you know, just aren't in a career or a job that they love. I don't have much experience there, so I don't want to say anything too out of line. But definitely for a lot more people, that is a lot harder to obtain than others. Can you tell me a little bit more about the dangers of not balancing work with life? Why is it so important to balance those two things, at least? I'm definitely one of those people that I bleed over into things. I'll just say, say for example, I'm currently a TA for one of my classes. And with asynchronous 
classes or just online learning right now, it's really hard to just step away and say, okay, you know, there's a student that needs my help right now and it's 10 p.m., but I need to step away and just like go to sleep or whatever, right? So that's a very blatant example of why work-life balance is necessary because it's interfering with my time to literally go to sleep and it might affect how I feel the next day. So that's, I guess, just a very blatant example. But I think on the softer or lighter side, it's kind of just people start expecting everything from you at any given moment if you don't create that hard line and say, okay, these are the hours I'm working. Don't contact me after, like don't necessarily expect me to answer. So I think that's the central idea of why that balance is so important. But as long as you let it like creep, there'll be this expectation of, oh, she's available to hop on late night and try to help me out. Or I can just shoot them an email and they'll be happy to respond and I'll be upset when they don't respond in the morning. Lifestyle creep, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right term to define it. <laughs> Lifestyle slash work style creep, I think is one of the really important things to watch out for now, especially as things are still staying online and that might even affect the future of how like work is conducted. That's a very, very good point. And my mom, <laughs> I think she tells me this every week that, you know, take a break. If you keep telling people you're available, they will take that time, essentially. Someone will take that time if you give it away. So I'm glad you brought that up. I've never heard that phrase. Lifestyle creep. I like that. I think you should coin it. <laughs> In what scenarios do you feel like your lifestyle creep was at its worst and you essentially were not able to balance work with life? Honestly, I would say now, I mean, it's not drastic in the sense that it's preventing me from going to sleep or it's keeping me up all night. But for example, the class that I'm TAing, we use Discord. So it's just a mobile app. It's a web app. It's a desktop app. You can access it literally anywhere. And, you know, students are from different time zones. People have really weird sleep patterns I've learned. And so there are people like asking for help 24-7, right? And honestly, when I'm bored sitting on the couch, I'll open Discord and say, oh, hey, like what are people working on? Or like, can I answer a question? And I think in general, I've always had a difficult time setting those concrete boundaries for myself because I'm of the mindset of like, oh, if I work ahead, then it's okay. And I'll feel better, you know, the next day about not doing as much or something. And it's just kind of a vicious cycle there. So it's definitely not extreme in the sense that it's hurting me, but it is extreme in the sense that I feel like I'm constantly tied to helping a student out or answering your question. All these new forms of communication make it much more unlikely that you will just sit and relax and not think about that sort of thing. And I think another like crucial distinction between work and kind of like schoolwork or school jobs is like students are students 24-7, but a lot of people at work, like they have the same mindset of like, oh, it's a nine to five or, you know, these are my set hours. But a student, you're kind of always expected to be on the clock and working on assignments. And there are always people that procrastinate and stuff like that. So I think that makes it even harder for student workers to find that balance again, because you have this constant stream of people who are working on something, there's not an excuse to just plug out like at 5 p.m. as you would as a working professional, I think. That's very true. It depends on the company sometimes these days, but yes, I agree. Yes, that's also super true. And like cross global teams, I know it can also kind of feel that way too. Yeah, for sure. So as this conversation has gone on, you, you've talked about more and more things that you're a part of. We're like slow, slowly unlocking all the things. What do you think is the relationship between balance and spreading yourself thin? Do you think people who spread themselves thin are they're just never going to get balance or where are you at with that? Yes, I think this is another really great question area of exploration that kind of comes down to like what your interests are, what your strengths are, etc. So I am inclined to say 
say that I'm a little stretched thin because, you know, I, my advisor, I guess, for the Grace Hopper Scholarship just reached out and wanted to meet with me and I haven't gone back to him. I am working three jobs right now for this one week at least. So I was TAing earlier this week. I was in, I'm currently still interning at this other startup company and I'm an intern for this other startup writing educational content. So this week was an interesting week to navigate. And I would say that I stretched myself thin. I didn't feel like I dedicated enough time over the past couple weeks to my capstone project, which is a graduation requirement, mind you. So this is something that I should be taking really seriously. And I kind of just haven't had the time or the mental capacity to say, okay, let me sit down and try to code something or learn AI and ML concepts to my heart's desire. But I think obviously working three jobs is a little extreme in one week. Let me, I guess, kind of step back a little bit and say, I think it's great to be involved. And I think it's great to look in different areas, perhaps at different times is a better way to do it instead of trying to peek in everything at once. So, you know, one summer, if you want to do research, try research that one summer and then, you know, you'll have your results. And then the next summer you can say, okay, let me try to do an internship and see what industry is like. So I think that idea of balance is great of taking your time to explore things and, you know, not feeling rushed. I think as a student, there's a lot of pressure and expectation for us to say, okay, well, let me figure out my life in one summer and a school year. And then, you know, this is what I'll do for the rest of my life. And I think that's where people will start to spread themselves thin in like an attempt to say, okay, well, I need to figure something out this year. So now I need to try all these different things. Or, you know, maybe they have financial restrictions, so they have to work multiple jobs. And, you know, that's just a circumstance that is out of their control. And I, my heart goes out to them and my wishes for everyone who is in that situation as well, especially now. So I think if you, if you have the capacity and, you know, the fortune to be able to take a break and say, okay, let me analyze all the things I'm involved in, what is important and what isn't important. I think that'll be really helpful to stretch the line between balance and spreading yourself too thin. I think a careful evaluation of what you're involved in and if it you know means a lot to you, then by all means, yeah, stay in it. But if it just feels like it's a time suck and you're not really getting anything out of it, then that is probably contributing to stretching yourself too thin. Thank you for that answer. It seems common with students in particular and I, I think uh, women in particular too, to sign up for a lot of things and, and spread ourselves thin. Why do you think it's difficult for people, especially students, to prioritize a few genuinely manageable things rather than sign up for a lot? So obviously I am one of those people I like to sign up for a lot of things and then kind of face the repercussions after and see what I can do. But yeah, I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier of there's a lot of pressure on students to try to figure out what they want to do. And I think for a woman, there's a lot of biological time pressure. Like you need to get your career out the door like before you turn a certain age or else you can't be a good mother. You can't raise your family and you also can't have a career. That's just purely hypothetical kind of. And please, I am not an expert on this area. So do not quote me on any of this. But I think that kind of does tie into the whole expectations for a lot of women to be a family caretaker, but also be boss women in their companies and in their careers. Going back to the student side a little bit more. So I think it's also just really advertised of, you know, in college, like this is your time. This is when you can explore all your interests and join all these clubs and meet all these people. And so there's a lot of expectation of like, if you're not involved, then you're just not connected and you just don't know as many people. And then you start to fall behind just because connections are so important in our world today. And so I think that's where a lot of that pressure comes from. And, you know, I'm a victim 
victim, kind of. It's also just like I really want to be involved in different things. And I know that there are tons of people out there too that they just really are passionate about these things and want to be involved. So yeah, I don't think there's a great solution anywhere. But I think the most important thing is just like checking in with yourself and making sure that you're okay with what's going on. You're able to manage it at the end of the day. If you're going to bed like crying every night, please evaluate like what is going on because I have been in that situation before and it does not feel great. And it probably means that there is something in your life that is not going to your expectations. So just take some time for yourself and evaluate like where your time needs to be spent and where your priorities are too. What would you say would be a a good first step in terms of taking that evaluation into consideration? So maybe I'd signed up for too much and I genuinely need to let things go to stay sane. What what would be like a good process to, to sort of pick and choose what to let go? This sounds really cheesy, but I remember in high school or middle school or something, they gave us these timesheets. It was like broken down hour by hour of like how many hours per week it takes up to do this one activity. And I kind of like have that in the back of my mind when I'm considering things, not as actively as I should because it's in the back of my mind, but I kind of like that approach of just time blocking things and overestimating things, right? So I think it kind of starts out with saying, okay, let's get eight hours of sleep every day. So that's already 56, eight times seven, 56 hours of your week out of the way. I don't even know how many hours there are in a week. It's like 160 or something like that. So yeah, so out of 160 hours in a week, hypothetically, um, I'm no mathematician, so please don't quote me. You already have 56 hours done because you know, you're saving that time for your sleep because I think health is the most important thing. Your body is the one that will last you a lifetime and like, please take care of it and take care of your body because it fuels you and it keeps you alive basically every day. So it, it goes through a lot. And then from there, it's kind of like, okay, well, you have your classes, right? And they have a scheduled amount of hours you have to take per week or you have your job and they have a scheduled amount of hours per week. So take away that mandatory dedicated time for classes and work and like any other, I guess, just plan activities that might happen to like club meetings, etc. So that'll be anywhere from like 20 to 40 hours out of your week. That done, you'll have what is that, like a, a 60 to something hours left in your week. I don't know. But you know, just slowly breaking it down and chunking out of the total amount of time you have in a week is a really helpful way to kind of digest and say, okay, do I have at least like two hours a day to kind of decompress and, you know, just watch Netflix on the couch and pet my dog or something, you know, just like kind of those simple human joys that can help recharge you is really important. So for example, I've been trying to get more into reading. So I try to say, okay, let me take at, you know, at least 30 minutes a day to read a chapter of my book. So I would purposely schedule that into the kind of time I have in a week just to overall say, okay, if this is how much time I'm spending on school and work and whatever, I also want to make sure I have time for this. And then also like whatever else may interest me. So slowly add things in. And then I would say, take it, take anything out if you feel like it's interrupting or, you know, it's cutting into whatever designated time you have for something else. Also calendars are a godsend. I would not function without a calendar with all my events and work and school on it. So if you are struggling with like time management, calendars also really, really help. I also recommend just like literally blocking time to do things like eat lunch or whatever, because then it's like, oh, this is my time to eat lunch. I can take a break and do this. If you have a hard time, like separating when to move on from something. I love all these things you're saying. Calendar, 
I definitely agree. I would not survive without mine. And I really like the point that you're saying about consider your week by the hour because I feel like every week when I have like a weekly meeting, let's say the meeting will arrive and I will just think, didn't we just have this meeting? You know, where, where did that week go? I think even by jotting down, you know, what you want to do within a given week, what you're going to do hour by hour, sleep, eat, whatever it is. I think that will increase mindfulness too. And ideally appreciation for the small things. Like, am I just watching Netflix and petting my dog? It's it's in the calendar and I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. So I love that. Definitely. Yeah. So it is recruiting season. It's a very crazy time. Do you have any last words of wisdom for students who maybe need a bit more balance in their lives? Yes. So I have been through the recruiting ringer and I know that it sucks. This is just such a weird time for students. My heart goes out to everyone affected and I hope that everyone is safe and healthy. But I think the most important thing is just be kind to yourself. We're literally in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows in the next couple of days how worse 2020 can get. And hopefully that doesn't spread into 2021. But, you know, there are always going to be things that are happening in this world that are out of your control. With the pandemic, I think it's just so important to take time to recharge, stop reading negative news for like a couple hours and just focus on yourself and whatever makes you happy. Whether that be collecting Pokemon cards like I've recently rediscovered or, you know, drawing, art, playing an instrument, whatever. Take time to actually nurture yourself and be a friend to yourself. I think we're really prone to beating ourselves up if we fail an interview or if we don't, you know, get the best runtime on this algorithm during our interview. And I know I've been there too. And I've also failed in many interviews. <laughs> so I'm no stranger. But yeah, just treat yourself like a friend would. If you told someone, hey, I just failed an interview, what would your friend do? They would hopefully, you know, take you out to get dinner and talk about it or, you know, engage you in some other activity, just take your mind off of it. So if you can do that with yourself and treat yourself, I mean, I know it's also hard to get out because it's in a pandemic but you know get takeout from your favorite restaurant and play music really loud and dance in your living room or whatever just something to de-stress and kind of escape from the harsh reality that is our world for even 20 minutes is just a really great way to kind of refocus and recharge yourself mentally and physically i think i love that and i really love the point you brought up of how would your friends react to this news people are too hard on themselves so thank you for thank you for saying that well thank you for joining us laura it was great chatting with you as always thank you great to chat with you as well and to anyone tuning in thank you for joining us as always at opal we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time